Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. Thank you once again for joining Industrial Talk, and absolutely thank you for your continued support. We are building a platform, a platform that celebrates industry professionals all around the world. Because you're bold, you're brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you collaborate, you're solving problems, and you're making the world a better place without a doubt. That's why we celebrate you here on Industrial Talk. And if you could tell by a little bit of the noise in the background, we are at OMG Q1 meeting. It's not a conference, it's a meeting. And it is a collection of professionals getting together and debating and making your life better, and you don't even know it. That's what they do. That's what they do. So if you have any interest, which you should, get in contact with omg.org. You will not be disappointed. In the hot seat, as you can tell, Chuck is there. Chuck Byers, he is the Chief Technology Officer at Industry IoT Consortium. Let's get cracking with the conversation. Excellent. Hey, thanks for having me, Scott. Yeah. I'm looking forward to talking with you once yeah. again. We've yeah. uh, been on a few of these before, yeah. and I yeah. just love it. Yeah, I, I, they're a lot of fun. But but what makes it fun, Chuck? Quite frankly, it's it's me living my Discovery Channel dream, and I get to talk to you, and I get to talk to others, and I get to hear about all of the uh, incredible innovation and and uh, conversations, especially happen here. It never stops. Yeah, the, the the entire world of consortium standards development organizations, Never. they're they're always working to better the world. They're always working to improve trustworthiness and improve performance of networks and improve the way that you interact with anything with a transistor in it. That's what that's what really the folks in this room are about. Is is how the infrastructure associated with all those devices that you rely on on a minute-by-minute basis is put together. See, I, I don't think we, we, we have an, uh, an appreciation because you are the unsung hero. You, you, we don't know that it exists. We don't know that there's that our world is, in a positive way, being driven by standards, and, and that's why we... I mean, you guys are just unsung. I don't know how else to put it. I, I, yeah. I geek out on this stuff. And yeah. Think about the, uh, the the USB thing that you use to plug in every device and yeah. charge everything. Uh, that's the standard that you touch every day. But standards that you really can't touch every day are related to the way the data is operating inside of those machines. What's going across that USB cable? How we manage all of the security and privacy and safety of that kind of thing, uh, it's it's a huge problem. There are uh, literally reams and reams and reams of standards that this organization has put out describing all of that stuff. I don't know, man. I, I get all giddy and excited about it. And now we're here at uh, at uh, this OMG event, and it 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 reflects a lot of the the other consortiums, and 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 it's just people getting together who are passionate about doing what is right. That's one thing. What are you at uh, Industry IoT Consortium focused on? We're really about the Internet of Things. 
that's the 50 billion devices by the middle of this decade and probably a couple of hundred billion devices by the end of the decade that are going to be connected to the Internet. And by device, I'm not just talking about your cell phone. I'm talking about a temperature sensor or a street light. Every street light in the world is going to be individually controllable through these kinds of IoT, Internet of Things technologies. And, uh, you know, why, you might ask yourself, why the heck would I ever want to control every street light in the world? Well, think about using them as a mechanism to, for example, direct an evacuation. If I can control every street light, I can strobe them in the direction that I want the people to go away from the dangers, right? So I got to have billions of street lights under control so that no matter where you are, no matter what the danger is, you can direct people uh, without uh, really any other technological infrastructure to go in the direction the authorities think they ought to go. That's an example of why you need to control everything, because if you can't control everything, you can't make those strobe patterns to tell people where to go. And there's hundreds of thousands of examples of applications like that that you're going to see in the future directly enabled by the fact that there's up to 100 billion IoT devices individually controllable through digital means. How does... Uh how does the industry IoT consortium and the members and everybody that's passionate about that keep up with the velocity and the changes taking place within the market and, and make sure that, that the standards are properly being developed and, and because use cases are constantly being developed and, and, and it just never ends. How does, how does an organization like that be nimble enough to do that? Yeah, that's an ongoing challenge for us. Uh, I would say that the diversity of our membership and the giant brains represented in our membership are really one of our important weapons in that struggle because you need to have people from all different organizations, chip companies, uh, equipment companies, service companies, the network operators, uh, you know, various kinds of governmental organizations. We're all, we're all interconnected in a tight web of sharing opinions, brainstorming ideas, and figuring out what we need to do in terms of best practices and reference architectures and the output product that we make that helps drive the industry and the standards that the industry is creating. The, the other area of that is that when you start mentioning trustworthiness, because you know this is a this is a global thing right yes and it's happening everywhere to some extent or another to some degree or another um, one of the feedbacks that I get specifically in the field when talking to companies is like one I hear you I I hear IOT but IOT is becoming like this this miscellaneous file there's a lot of sort of confusion I get it I see the device I, I know that but it's like I get it where do I start and who do I trust not in that order it's the trust thing right so IIC is uh, have, has a very deliberate definition of trustworthiness and it consists of five different attributes that are applied in various ratios to depending on what the problem is and here come the five uh, the first one is security in the standard cybersecurity sense and i'm sure we've all heard the yeah. buzz on that uh, the second one is privacy because this data is potentially personally identifiable and potentially highly private it could be healthcare data it could be data about where you're driving or what you're buying yeah. at the grocery store or whatever uh, the third attribute that we talk about in terms of trustworthiness is, is safety. 
So these systems are potentially controlling very sophisticated and dangerous devices. And, and remember, the Internet of Things is not just about sensors that are reading temperatures. It's about controlling things. It's about what's called actuators. And as soon as you add actuators to the mix, then you end up with a whole new set of problems. So sure, it's irritating if a, if a card reader is uh, compromised and a bunch of credit card numbers go into the wild. Yeah. But think about what happens if you compromise your reactor, or your refinery, your locomotive, your kid's implantable insulin pump. What happens if those are compromised? Yeah. Now, rather than just having to pay somebody for two years of credit monitoring, you know, you're going to have to figure out what happens when people get killed as a direct result yeah. of Internet of Things being compromised. So the, the stakes are much higher for IoT devices, especially those devices that add actuators where a hacker can control the physical world. Uh, uh, I digress quickly because we have two more points on this. Yes. But I digress. Uh, when when I was at a, uh, an event and we were talking about CNCs, yeah. and these are connected devices. Now they're very sophisticated connected devices. And when you say uh, compromised, you know, it just it, you could just say a millimeter. You can modify that whatever that part by a millimeter, and now it's out of spec, and you just you know whatever it might be. And, and all true. the valves you make on that CNC device are going to leak like a sieve because it's have. a millimeter too small. That's right. Yep. See, that's, that's what, just so that, amazing. That could happen. I, I worry. I, I certainly worry about the whole manufacturing ecosystem. Yeah. You know what happens if the welder gas flow is wrong and the welds are all contaminated? You might not know that they're a third yes. as strong as they're supposed to be. But, uh, you know, they're cosmetically the same, but because you compromise the gas flow and maybe mask the sensor, you, you can do that if you're a hacker. And, and all of a sudden, you know, every car's spot welds are inap inadequate. Yeah. And, you know, that compromises the safety of that vehicle. It compromises its longevity. But the reality, Chuck, it, it, it's, it's happening. So it's, we need it's a inevitable. solution. It's inevitable. And yes. so we need it. You can... You can listen to Chuck and get all nervous about what he's saying because it is, it can be, but, but the reality is is if you're not engaged and you're not figuring that out, it's happening whether you like it or not. You just, it is. So yeah. let's... Don't play ostrich. You know, you, 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 you got to you stick your, yeah. your, your head way up over the, the yeah. prairie and try to figure out what's going on. And, and certainly IIC has uh, an entire set of security recommendations. Uh, we have a, a document called the Industrial Internet Security Framework yes. that you can uh, search for those words, and it will give you very significant sets of recommendations on how to take your Internet of Things system and make it, uh, I'm, I almost said immune, uh, make it highly resistant to compromise. Yeah, and, and again, for the listeners out there, these, these frameworks, these documents that are being offered by IIC uh, are thoroughly vetted. Oh, yes. And, and vetted some more and debated. And so the, the, the product that sees the light of day and is offered into the, the marketplace, I feel comfortable. I, I certainly do too, and I wouldn't have a problem, you know, riding on a train or submitting to uh, an implantable medical device yeah. that was based on those recommendations, because those recommendations really do anticipate a lot of the attack vectors, a lot of the vulnerabilities, and uh, tend to modify 
their their recommendations based on the consequences of yeah. that compromise. Okay, we have two more points. Right. So we talked about security, privacy, safety. Yeah. Uh, the last two are related: reliability and resilience. And reliability basically means, you know, what happens if something fails? Things inevitably fail. Transistors die, uh, static electricity zaps, something, a network goes down, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, we need to figure out how to continue the service, especially mission-critical and life-critical services, in the presence of various failures. And we do that through various mechanisms of redundancy and reliability and, and different uh, types of computer networking that can take over if the primary network fails. So we have lots of recommendations about how to connect your Internet of Things devices to the backbone of the Internet in order to give us uh, measures of reliability. Reliability is what happens if something fails hard. Resilience is more like what happens if something's overloaded, what happens if uh, you know fiber optic connection is, is compromised, what happens if there's a denial of service attack going on. Uh, the, the network is probably still working, the device is probably still accessible, but not with its full performance or capabilities. And under those circumstances, uh, we have recommendations on redundancy for processing, storage, networking, all of those functions in order to try to make that network more reliable and more resilient so that we can trust the service that's operating on that network regardless of those unanticipated failure and overload consequences. So here's an analogy that I like using quite, quite a bit. So I like F1. And so you have this car. This car is completely connected. And everybody sees exactly what's going on, can make the changes, can see, they can do everything to optimize the performance of that asset. And I, and I think that that's like, that's the tip of that mountain. That is like, this is gone. But I think that, that if you're in manufacturing or industry in general, and you're not committed to uh, figuring out how to be able to do the stuff that is necessary to see, visibly see your your asset, your your business, I think you're going to be missing out. And I and you know your competition is, is uh, definitely doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually had the pleasure of visiting the McLaren Tech Center in UK. They're doing it's, poorly in uh, F1, just F1. Yeah, I, I, I know. Just, uh, it's, not, it's not the greatest year, but... No, it is not. Uh, but they, uh, their technical capabilities are spectacular. Uh, I, they, they won't tell me exactly what the number is, but I would expect that there's over a 1,000 sensors in each of those cars that they produce. Easily. And there are also actuators that are able yep. to tune every single performance parameter of the engine, the suspension, the braking, uh, the way the human interface to the car, the, yeah. the way the control inputs from the driver are put into the system. All of that stuff is, is directly modifiable and adjustable. And as a result, they, uh, they have full visibility. They've done what's called digital transformation oh, yeah. of what used to be a, a fairly nut and bolt industry. Right now, without the digital technologies, they would have no hope of competition. And what they've done is they've, they've taken the information technology that used to be just you know recording statistics on a spreadsheet of what they did after the fact, 
and the operations technology, which is the the, the mechanic going out there and, and spinning the bolts to modify the tensions on the suspension systems. Yeah, yeah. What they've done is they've merged those two operations and information technology universes together into a unified whole. And that unified whole represents the digital transformation of that business in a way that's highly beneficial to that business. I think you're going to see digital transformation. In fact, IIC is one of the leaders in these recommendations for digital transformation across pretty much every industry. I mean, it's, every. It's, it's going to happen at, uh, universally. And uh, there's certain uh, frictions in some companies, especially some old school, 100-year-old yeah. kind of companies, yeah. where the CIO, the chief information officer, and the, the chief operations officer, the, the king of the factories, whoever they are, they don't talk to each other. They're probably competing for budget, right? Yeah. And, and those companies are doomed. So my advice to you is if you are a, somebody in operations or somebody in information technology, high up in these companies, you know, go, go have lunch with your counterpart immediately and figure out how to not compete but to strictly cooperate. Well said, well said, Chuck, absolutely. One of the areas that uh, I think, from my perspective, and in, in, in talking to many out there, um, the, the conversations around security, right? So all of this is great. But if you're not properly protected in some way, shape, you know, there's other areas. And, and what I'm finding with many, it's like, one, when you start talking about security, people start going, yeah, I don't know. You know they're just trying to prevent me from doing my work. That's one. Mm -hmm. And then two, I don't understand it, so I'm not going to listen anyway, right? Yes. But, and, and then three, uh, because... I had been hacked, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna air my dirty laundry and what that. But that conversation is so needed, and I find uh, IIC is a great way to have that conversation without, you know. Yeah, we we, we talk <laughs> a lot about hypotheticals. Yeah. Even though those hypothetical scenarios are almost always grounded in somebody's recent experience. Yes. Uh, we we don't we certainly don't air the dirty laundry. <laughs> no, we don't ask don't. for details or proof or anything. Right. Uh, we we take if we say yeah, there's a, an opportunity to compromise this type of network or 5G's got these vulnerabilities or or fiber optic can or can't be tapped. All these kinds of questions. Uh, we we take them seriously, and we try to we, we try to understand that there's really no mechanism to air gap yourself from the internet. That's a, a term which yeah. very critical installations they they disconnect all all the cables. There's no cables that go between that critical bubble of installations in the internet. It can't do that anymore because you can't digitally transform your business yeah, unless yeah. you have access to that whole yeah, thing. Absolutely. So what we're trying to do is to try to figure out how to replug the wiring across the air gap, yet have the kind of security trustworthiness and confidence yeah, that you had yeah. that no, nobody can hack this thing, even though there's lots of connections. Nobody can hack it. It turns out they could hack it even when it was air gap because you know, <laughs> stupid people reach in their pocket and they pull out one of those USB yeah, they do, things they do. and haul it right across the yeah, air gap. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah, so, so, spot on. So we, uh, we as IAC are, are really working diligently to try to give advice. Uh, and one of the mechanisms that we've done to give that advice is what's called a security maturity model. It's a self-assessment that yep. you can do. And you can grab the security maturity model self-assessment instrument off of our website, iiconsortium.org, and you can just take it, and then you can get some information, sort of a score, on 
how secure or not secure your installation is. And then there's direct pointing to chapter and verse of our inter industrial internet security framework. Oh, I just need to interrupt real quick. Some people don't want to take that assessment because they just don't want to find the results because once they find the results, they have to take action, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but it's so yeah. funny when you say that. It's like, I can see, okay, let's answer it right or correctly here. It, it's, not, it. it's not like IIC is going to rat you out no. if you have a lousy <laughs> security score because it's all, it's all you know, you, right. you download the thing, you fill in the spreadsheet, it self-scores. It's not like you're you're sharing anything with anybody that's going to be discoverable in litigation. Yeah, I know yeah, that's yeah. one of the things that people worry yeah, about. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, but but uh, the, in in general, you're better off knowing. And, and let's say that you were you were one of those playing ostrich head in the sand kind of yeah, folks yeah. that uh, you know thought security is somebody else's problem. If you just take the hour or two it might take you to do the self assessment, and it turns out your score is really lousy, you might not start to act immediately. But you might, for example, decide that you're not going to put your pre-release quarterly report information on the public internet at this point yeah. because it's uh, easy enough for your corporate network to be to be compromised. So, so uh, knowing is always better than not knowing. Acting is always better than not acting. But knowing without acting is still useful. I, I again, Chuck hitting it out of the park in a big doggone way. Is there anything that is sort of unique with this particular meeting that uh, you want to highlight and, and tell the listeners outside of the five, the five things that are just absolutely home run, home run, home run, home run? Yeah, yeah you're five for five. We are, uh, the, the IIC tends to, you know, have a few things that we work on as a, a sort of a thrust, sort of a repeated uh, common theme. And, and this trustworthiness thing was our thrust two or three years ago, and it's got huge traction across yeah. the industry. Uh, digital transformation is the one that we've been working on for the last couple of years. The new thing, the thing that we're starting on in this meeting and intend to continue on for the coming year or two is sustainability. Yeah. So the Internet of Things, it turns out, is very useful to all of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And, and if you just search for UNSDG, Sustainable Development Goals, you'll see that there's 17 goals that the United Nations has provided for the human race to basically make our ride on the planet uh, a little smoother. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there's uh, around uh, those 17 goals, and it's things like uh, energy efficiency and healthcare and poverty and food security. Yeah. Those, those are the kinds of things that those goals are. Uh, there's there's a couple of them that are sort of re related to industrial processes and systems of infrastructure that we think that IIC is particularly interested in, although we're going to do what we can on all 17 goals. Below those goals, those 17 goals, are 169 sort of recommended areas of action. And uh, we've been doing diligent uh, analysis of all 169, and we see that IIC has potentially got Internet of Things input for about half of those. So well over, uh, you know, wow. well over 50 or 75 of, wow. of those uh, things. We think we, we got an opportunity to, to do something. And all of our work groups and task groups have been chartered with, let's figure out what we can do to help sustainability and by extension help to you know, save the planet and improve the lot of the majority of the human race. I'm always I'm always fascinated by how, how all of this 
this energy and the people and moving around and all of this stuff absolutely comes together and 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 uh, moves forward because you know when every time I have these conversations, well, well, what about this? What about that? What, how does it? And, and I, I can appreciate what uh, your organization uh, is accomplishing because it's 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 like it's like herding cats. It, it certainly is. Smart cats, cats that are, that have a passion to really helping, but it's just I. How do you pull that all together and and do something? Yeah, it, it was once said that uh, standards development work is is like herding cats, and it's worse. It's like herding feral cats. You know, <laughs> it's true. that's kind of where I. That's kind of what my, my challenge is. The new CTO is yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to herd this this conglomeration of feral cats. All of which are probably smarter than me, <laughs> so that's my, that's my task. And, and, and no, yeah, no, they are. There's some brilliant people, and it's like, oh gosh, Chuck, how do they get a hold of you, and how do they become part of uh, the industry IoT consortium? You can go to iiconsortium.org, and there's lots of resources on the resource page to learn about all these publications and maturity models I talked about. And there's uh, info available, or you can just send it to buyers, B-Y-E-R-S, at iiconsortium.org, and you can reach me directly. That's Chuck. Chuck Byers right there. Thank you so much, Scott. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. All right. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. We're going to have all the contact information. And, and really, look, go out to their website. Find out more. Get that information. Pull it down. See how thorough it is. And, and really experience uh, just the, the, the thoroughness of those, those documents. All right. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. So stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you for your continued support. We are building, building a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals. I say it all the time. You cannot deny that. Now, that was Chuck. Industry IoT Consortium. You know what I got out of that conversation? One, he's smart. Two, the consortium is a collection of people that are truly working to solve problems creating trustworthiness that's what they do all the time if you that was just q1 i did two q4 the meeting in austin and they are passionate they are passionate of solving problems and creating incredible standards that help us succeed that's what they are all about industry iot you'll have all the contact information for chuck and his team out there on Industrial Talk. And once again, you have to be about collaborating. This, this stuff is just, and educating, and innovating, this stuff is happening so quickly. And the only way that I know is that you got to collaborate. You're not, you need to get engaged. You need to work with uh, people like Chuck and others to come up with solutions that help you create that business that is resilient. Continue to educate. Focus on collaborating and one and, and whether you like it or not, innovate. All right. OMG, this was uh, Q1. Put that on your calendar. Be a part of it. Look at OMG.org, all the consortiums out there. Be bold, be brave. Dare greatly. I say it all the time. Hang out with Chuck, and you're going to change the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from OMG.
so stay tuned.